The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Buying a home? Selling your home? You've come to the right place. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Happy days are here again. It is the Golfy Real Estate Show. That's Rob Golfy. I'm Rick Zamprin. Uh, go online to get the hottest listings in town. You know what? Go online to get your listing on the hottest listings in town on the website, robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. It's been a topsy-turvy housing market for the last number of months. You could probably say that for the last number of years as well. To get in on some solid footing, get the marketing machine of the Golfie team behind you. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfie team on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Threads, Facebook. The list goes on and on. They're dominating the social media game in this community and beyond. We have a number of things we're going to get to on the show today, including... Uh, immigration in this country. We have a new housing minister after the prime minister shuffled around his inner circle earlier this week. We're going to talk about uh, immigration and how it could come at a cost, according to at least one report. Also talk about what is happening in a community like Edmonton, which it is pushing for some incentives when uh, they're related to conversions. We'll explain a little later on in the show. But we'll start with what in the world is going on in the wonderful real estate life of Mr. Rob Golfie. How are you? Good, good, thanks. How are you? And uh, we got uh, Brian Hogman, uh, Hogman here with Mission 35 Mortgages. So he's going to uh, give. I like his input with uh, with the show, uh, which is good. We won't talk about any interest rates. I promise. <laughs> oh yes, we, yeah, we will. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> so the one I'll tell you, there's a couple things that have been happening. So I noticed there's a lot of. Uh, I'm finding uh, a lot of uh, calls for uh, divorce divorces that are happening. Now this is we're talking older divorces, like people that have been uh, married for thirty plus years. Like, really? I, 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 yeah, it's just been an abundance. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and I, I don't think it's interest rates, but maybe, uh, who knows? <laughs> well, number one cause is financial duress. That's right. right. That's number right. one cause is finance. So, but, uh, but other things that are happening. So I, I have uh, a lady that calls me up. She goes, Rob, I want total honesty. I don't want, don't give me any, you know, uh, fluff and anything like that. I want to know exactly about my house. Okay. I says, you called the right guy for that. But a lot of times I don't win it because you guys always end up going with the agent that gives the higher number. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, so I, 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 see, I see this lady, really nice lady and uh, beautiful house. Uh, it does need, um, it does need attention. Like it's, it's an, it's a over a century old. And uh, I just said, look, you had your house on the market. Here's the number. I said, and I worked out, and I have three formulas that I work out. One was what the average sale price was, uh, was when the year she bought and what it is now. Okay, bingo. It came a little under what the number I suggested. And then what the benchmark price is and, and, a couple, and, then, and see what's going on in the area. And, uh, and it all came in uh, around $1.8 million. And uh, I don't think she liked that. And she had it listed at $1.9 million. 
and not it, too far off. But, but she started over. Point. But but she originally started over two million. So yeah. an agent, uh, you know, told her that you know go at two point two. And I go, wow, that's high. And anyway, when they got down to under two million, they did get an offer in somewhere in the low sevens. Okay, so. I said to her, like, you know, with all the information I got, I said 1.8 million, 1,799,999. And she goes, well, I wanted to clear 1.8. I go, I go, we all want things. You said, I want a unicorn. Yeah. (laughs) We all, we all want things, but we don't get them. And, uh, I, uh, she says, well, I have another agent saying, you know, um, go back. She ended up at 1.9 million at, at the end of the listing. And, uh, and, I, and she wants to clear 1.8. And I said, look, I'm being totally honest. And that's what you asked for. And I said, 1.8. Now you can go with the agent with the higher amount because he wants that listing. So, you know, it's, it's a big, it's, you know, it's almost $2 million listing and you know, a lot, a lot of money involved with that. And I stuck to my guns on it. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not because we've got a lot of uh, overpriced listings right now that need to be prices need to be adjusted. And I do not want her to uh, feel that. I said, whenever I set a price, that's the price. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come at you and reducing it. This is it. We will get you an offer, and I'll do everything in my power to get you full price or more. Anyway, I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, well, I think that happens. We see that in the pre-approval market sometimes too. Oh, yeah. Someone comes in and they want to get pre-approved for the max amount possible. We'll end up putting a budget in place. One of saying, listen. You know, you're pre-approved for eight hundred thousand dollars, right? And then they'll turn around and say, "Well, the bank pre-approved me for eight hundred and seventy-five thousand. And a lot of times, I'm saying, "Did they? Did they check your documents? Are you really pre-approved?" And I, I find you probably see this a lot of times too. Is that you give out the honesty? Uh, people end up coming back a lot of times because they oh, end up knowing that you're doing the right thing. Oh yeah, you know what? You know what? Which is a big dishonesty is um, I get these Toronto agents that call me and uh, they say, "Hey, I got a house." It's either in the Hamilton Niagara area, I, I'm too busy to come down and they call us and they want a, an opinion and they tried it on their own. And then we go there, we tell them this is what they need to do. This is the price and everything. Okay. Let me think about it. And bingo, they ended up putting up the price. So, <laughs> so we, so, so we don't deal with any of that anymore. I said, send the contract, sign it, and then I'll meet you. Fair. That's it. Yeah, fair. So the one, the last guy just happened, uh, recently and, uh, he says, why don't you want to see me? I says, because Toronto agents use us for information and they list it themselves. He goes, I'm not like that. I said, that's what they all said. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what they all say. Wow. I said, I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe you're the one guy that's not like that. But you know what? There's, there's 3,000. There's actually 80,000 agents between, uh, in Ontario. Pick one, but don't pick me. And what's the population in Toronto? You can't find a client there? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. You know, no there's, there's millions of people there. Why not be a specialist yeah. where you are? Yeah. There's so many people there. I, I tell our team this too. Like if you want to do a deal in Alberta or BC, you know, we, we do have resources to do it. But is there something wrong with the other four or five million dollars, five million people yeah. that are here? But yeah, Rick, I, I just don't like getting, uh, you know, what used all the time for that. And, you know, they use our expertise, our knowledge and everything else. And then boom, and then they go on their own. So that's why I said, sorry, I appreciate you thinking of me, but we're going to pass. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. That's, that's quite shady or quite greasy. And, and, you know, to, to go that route. Yeah. They're just using your expertise and your services to get ultimately what they want. But I wanted to ask you in that, in that woman's case, who eventually went with another agent, 
How many, what percentage would you put the number of people that ultimately come back to say, Rob, you know what? You were right. I I should have gone with you in the first place. It it is. And that's why I have no problem when I'm walking around in public, I see people, they actually come up to me. Sometimes it's six months later, a year later, if I bump into them, they say, you know what? I should have went with you. I'll give you a a quick story. And I might've said this story once already. Uh, There was a house in Stony Creek on the water. This is years ago. And I was up against another agent. Again, I gave them the honest, I was totally honest, transparent with the price. And he goes, really? And I said, absolutely. The other agent went with a higher price. Guess what? And they went through six months of hell and they had to keep lowering, keep lowering, keep lowering. It sold exactly what I told them it would sell for. (laughs) So anyway, they eventually sold. They ended up building their other house in, uh, I think it was West Lincoln or Grimsby. Anyway, they lived there for five years. Five years later, they guess who gets the call to sell that house? That it was a one acre property, bungalow, uh, custom built home. They called me and he told me the story that he was disappointed with the other agent in their false um, in their false price that they gave. They, he, he realized uh, that other agent gave a higher price just to win the listing and, and then and put me through all that uh, ordeal of, uh, of, Six months ordeal. So that's a strategy, right? The strategy is to, Don't, you know, as they say, overpromise, underdeliver. Right? I, I, I'm going to say one thing right now. Between now and the next five years, no matter what the market is, the market's going to go. It's it's changing. We have such a shortage of homes, high immigration. We're going to talk about that later in the show. And you will not undersell a house even if you underprice it. You will get more than one person interested in that house. So do not worry about pricing it bang on. You want eight hundred, you probably price it at eight hundred thousand. You probably get eight fifty, but don't price it at one point nine or I mean at nine hundred or or a million, and then you have to do chase the market down. Don't do that. It's just it's not good. And I know people are up there saying, "Oh, you just want to make an easy sell." No, I have the knowledge because I work the market every day. I want to get you the most amount of money. But if you want to wait six months to get that and you want 100 people going through your house and, and saying not interested, hey, we, I, I, I have the time. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> we can do that. So, <laughs> so anyway. Lots to talk about here on the show, including uh, some really sobering news uh, here in Hamilton. We have a couple of stories, including one woman who says she's going to be homeless because she can't move into a home because the people who are renting that home also say they too will be homeless because they can't afford the rent in another area of the city. And also, as of yesterday, um, dozens of tenants in an apartment building in Melvin Avenue in East Hamilton were forced to vacate this uh, this apartment building because the landlord is basically, for lack of a better term, renovicting them. For, for the next seven to ten months, this building is going to go under massive renovations, we, we believe, because it's going to take seven to ten months to do so. And everyone in the building is being forced to get out. And that's happening, maybe not to that degree, but elsewhere in the city where, where tenants are being um, taken out of their homes and now they're finding it very hard to get into another place to stay. We're also going to talk about the real estate market still tilted in favor of the sellers 
And we're also going to get to a story about instant homes. Apparently, this is real estate's next big thing. We'll tell you what the instant home is and why it could be a pretty cool thing for you if you are looking for a home. Don't forget to call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That is the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. If you are looking to put your house up for sale or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. Dot com. And our special guest today, Brian Hogman, the owner of Mission 35 Mortgages. Find them online at mission35.com. More of the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition, next on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax, Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. They're on the World Wide Web, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. The website again rob com. start packing as the commercial says uh, they're also on twitter and tiktok instagram facebook threads you name the social media platform they are dominating it with the best listings in town getting the most money for those people who have their homes up for sale and our uh, special studio guest today brian hogman the owner of mission 35 mortgages mission 35.com is the website let's get to some really sad stories in this community they, they continue to happen over and over and over again. And in this one particular case, there is a woman who's been living in Burlington and she's basically on her way out because, well, she's, she's got a time limit on how long she can stay there, but she can't move into the home that she wants to because there are some tenants that are in that home who say they can't move because they can't afford rental rates that are being paid in this community. This is really a heartbreaking story, Rob. That she's not the only story on that. Mm-hmm. There are people that bought houses. There's tenant. They're tenanted homes. Uh, the the owner of the house has given the tenant uh, 50 days notice to uh, leave the premises because they've sold it, which everything's all legal, giving that, and and they're not leaving, and it's causing a lot of problems. Now I get it. Rents are high, and these people, and I I have tenants that are paying low rents. Now they're not leaving. They're like, I mean, it's cheaper to rent. Uh, I have a duplex that uh, the rents are very low, and I'm I'm every year, every October, January first, they're two percent. Yeah, two percent, two and a half percent. I, yeah, I but, checked it out, yeah. two and a half percent. Yeah. But I I I'm raising it because I don't want to get stuck behind. Because eventually down the road, I may sell this property, mm-hmm. and these tenants may be there for thirty years. Who knows? I, I you know what I mean? Like I I'm you know that's 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 the that's what business that's the reality. is. That's the reality. So, um, but, but the other problem, and I get it. And that's where, that's why we do have a, probably a homeless issue out there because people, once they leave, they go from a house to an apartment. They don't want to go to the apartment. And also online, I just saw this yesterday and I couldn't believe it. There was a guy online. It was on TikTok saying, Hey, tenants, you don't have to leave. You don't have to pay rent. You can get away with 
uh, a year uh, not paying. Really? Is that what you're teaching? You're going to teach these people to ruin their credit rating to eventually buy a house. So the guy that's doing this online, uh, I'm sorry, but you better sh say more facts about not uh, that that's going to affect your credit rating. They won't be able to buy a car, get a phone uh, from Rogers or Bell or whoever else that we have. They are hurting themselves. So don't listen to those guys. Uh, I get it. You're being uh, evicted from your house. It's not what you want, but this is life. This is life. Well, you know? and, and to that guy's point as well, too, you're also putting people's safety in danger because if you stop paying the bills, there's a lot of mom and pop landlords out there who depend upon the rent to make the bills, yeah. right? So if interest rates are going up and yeah, you know, mom and pop bought a rental or two rentals and they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to be good landlords, but the landlord tenant tribunal so far backed up that if that income starts com stops coming in, and there becomes issue with the property and then then it's a struggle to maintain it for them as well too right yeah. so i think it can be you know i i think that's terrible advice it is especially if you're a young new uh investor for for real estate it it it, it isn't good and you know why would you want to do that to another human being you know what i mean like like you know like like rip them off i don't know it's it's just it's not it's not, it's not good. It's I don't know. Sad. It's the, just. Uh, the other example was uh, on Melvin Avenue on, on Friday, uh, they, they being dozens of tenants were basically forced out of this high rise apartment building in East Hamilton because the landlord said, listen, it's, it's time to reno. There's a number of deficiencies. Mm -hmm. We have molds, things have to be replaced or updated. Mm -hmm. And all of them are, you know, now on the street or, or, or at least trying to find another place to live. This is literally dozens of people trying to find a new place. How much strain is this going to have on the whole system? Huge. It, 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 and you know what? And that's why um, the governments are allowing and giving uh, opportunities and developers uh, grants to build apartment buildings right now. Well, and this is why it's hard to build apartment buildings or get better housing stock as well, too. I think the other side of this, too, and I, and I by no means condone it, but I've seen it, where, you know, there is this cash for keys conversation that goes on as well, too, in these apartment buildings. So, yeah, lots of people are, you know, displaced from their rental units, which probably, in all honesty, do need major renovations. They're probably not great. But the reality of it, too, is that uh, the, the landlord-tenant tribunal requires you to pay a certain amount of money if you are having somebody leave. And a lot of times, it's, uh, they do have the option to come back after renovation. So what I've seen other people do... Um, and a lot of lenders don't condone this either right now, but I have seen it where they end up doing, they offer three months, six months, they offer quite a substantial amount of rent in order to go. So I, you know, my heart goes out to that displacement, but I, I've seen a lot of these situations where in actuality, they're, they're getting a little bit of a nest egg as well too, to maybe move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I, I, I know some buildings where they, uh, uh, people bought buildings that 50, 100 units, uh, people are getting five to $10,000. I, I've even seen, uh, like I've heard of where people are getting 10,000, 15,000, right? So I like it's, you know, because it, it makes sense, I guess, for the developer and the renovations and whatnot based on their equations, but it's, um, 125 Wellington, um, they renovated that building. Like well, you, you and I were at the course. Remember that? Um, oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. Five million dollars in renovations yeah. and, 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 and the value went up in it because they probably displaced and paid off tenants to, to move. And, uh, and that's, and that's what most, um, developers and, 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 and investors want is, is to increase the value, renovate the building. It's good for another 20, 30 years as long as they own it. I kind of, I probably not the popular thing to say right now. So I no. apologize ahead of time. But what I will say is this is if, you know, in mortgages right now, 
if you know that rates are going up, right? If you were in a five-year fixed mortgage and you had 2%, you know what's coming due in 2026, you prepare for it. You budget for it, right? There is unfortunately no onus on a tenant right now to prepare for inflation, right? So what that means is that the landlord has to prepare for rising costs, but the tenant doesn't have to. So, and I actually heard, I had a friend who went through a situation. He went through the tribunal. Uh, they tried to contradict the eviction process because of um, payment issues and not, and they were basically paying a very, very low rent. And you know what the judge ended up saying? He ended up saying to the tenant, he's like, well, you've clearly been living in subsidized housing for the past six or seven years. And you got to think, you know, again, not the popular thing to say here, but it's like someone who is paying six or $700 a month for a rental property that may be in an area that goes for 18 or 2000, there should be some foresight or maybe some onus to say like, Hey, I'm living in housing stock right now that has, you know, been subsidized by my landlord for a number of years. But that conversation I was going to, and I'll probably get some hate on that, but I just, <laughs> it's okay. But- you yeah. are you are right though. I mean, if it's been in the news, and anyone living in a one bedroom that is sub eighteen hundred dollars right now is you know, on a bit of a gravy train. And that might sound like it's you know uh, a little harsh, but it is true. The average price of a one bedroom in Hamilton is about eighteen. I think it's eighteen seventy a month. Two bedroom, nearly right. twenty three hundred. If you're well under that, you should be financially prepared to see a boost coming up down the road. Agreed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to move on to the buyer slash seller's market. And right now there's a, an assistant chief economist at the Royal Bank who says it's we're still in a seller's market. It's still tilted towards sellers. And this individual has pointed to the last interest rate hike from the Bank of Canada, which we saw not too long ago. And really the the diminished enthusiasm among buyers, given the price gains that the, the, the market has seen over the last number of months, at least the first, you know, especially in the spring market, as you and I, Rob, have kind of recounted in past shows. Do you get a sense that it's still in favor of the sellers here in Hamilton? Absolutely. You know what? If you're pricing it pretty accurately, you are going to be in competition. So in Hamilton and surrounding areas, um, 40% of the homes sold for full price or more. That, you know, And that's actually pretty good. And then, then in, in, and that's, that's in, in Hamilton. In Hamilton, um, the appreciation of, of month over month is up, uh, you know, compared to, uh, June so far, so far, I don't have the final numbers yet. Niagara, 26% of the homes sold for full price or more. And, uh, Burlington was 44%. You're not going to believe this. Um, Brantford has, uh, more uh, months of inventory, but they had, I mean, less homes sold, but 55% of the homes sold was full price or more. And it, it, that's crazy. And um, so it, it is still a seller's market to a certain degree. All the other houses that are in the market not selling, those are overpriced houses. And, uh, but yeah, it, uh, you know, and it's going to be like that. It, like, it's going to be that. We had an adjustment last year for the last, you know, the last nine months of 2022 because it, it, it steeped. Now it, it kind of flushed out itself and now it's starting to, you know, slowly climb again. And, uh, and then we're going to see that, you know, this is going to be an up and down thing, but it's going to be continuously going up for the next five years, in my opinion, because there's a shortage. We can't catch up. There's no way to do it. Yeah. And I think it'll probably go up marginally, right? Do you yeah. think it's like the increases that we saw are not the norm, right? And no. the decreases that we saw are not the norm, but you know, to see a three, 4% increase in uptick year over year is, is more of a normal mar- 
market, would you not say? Absolutely. Actually, even 5% is more of a normal market, but but it's uh, but I think it's going to be more than that in in five years. Like like I said, 2026, 27, you're going to see huge numbers increase. Well, that's, that's when all the mortgages come up for renewal. Oh, there too. you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> everybody who oh, took no. a five year and then a two year. I, they we were talking about a, a double cohort, right? In twenty that the 2025, 2026. Yeah, you'll have uh, probably an obscene amount of mortgages come up for renewal because of the amount of people that took two year terms or three year yes, terms. Yes, that's right. Yeah, over the past, and that was more so than ever. And then in addition to people in 2020 and 2021 who are in a five-year who are like, I ain't touching it. I'm not doing nothing yeah. until it comes up for renewal. And, and, and there is a lot of people not selling right now. Uh, you know, there's people saying, you know what, why should I leave? My interest rates are low. Um, I don't need to sell my house. I can live where I am. You know what the scary thing too is that I see is that there's a lot of people that are also kind of hiding under the blankets. I hate yeah. to say it. And I mean that because there are certain people like, and we're seeing this more and more. We had a client the other day that came in. Uh, they built a house over leveraged uh, in in probably a poor time, right? And they're building, building, building. Now they need a new mortgage and now they're leveraging at a really high interest rate with a very limited exit strategy. The, the exit strategy is a hope and a prayer, right? That interest rates are going to go down for them to afford it. Now, I know this is a small smeg, small segment of the population, but it's also like, I think you do have to have that honest conversation like we do sometimes yeah, right now yeah. where it's like, I'm never a big advocate to sell. Sorry. You know, I like to keep the, yeah, yeah, I'm but, the uh, same way. I'm, I'm, but, I'm a holder of, of, of uh, real estate. I, but, I but some not, people need to now. Yeah. Some people like it's a small portion, but you need to, you know, really have a good look and say, cause if you're thinking interest rates are going to drop by 3% or 4% and go back down to two, they're not. No, they're trying to control inflation. They, right. they, they're, they're, it's, it's houses. Prices are still going up. And the government's going, what do we do? Like, yeah. like, like, like they're, they're worried, like, okay, we, we got to raise interest rates to stop this inflation with this housing. And, and they do that. They hurt a huge population of, of Canada. And if they don't do that, they're, they're hurting the housing market more because it's going to cre- keep increasing. So it's a tough situation for the government right now. I don't want Tiff's job. No, no I don't no want way. Job. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, pretty crazy story north of Toronto, where there is a couple that have been forced to move out of their rental home in Aurora. And they're basically saying, you know what, the government probably should have had a better immigration plan instead of opening the doors and the floodgates to immigrants coming to our nation, which, you know, are are very much needed in terms of the skilled labor force. Uh, There's not enough homes for them. And there's really not enough homes for a lot of people already. But this couple, who, again, have been forced to move out of their rental home, um, really can't get into the rental market, even though they are offering two years worth of rent up front, nearly $100,000 in cash, and they still can't get in. I mean, if that doesn't say we're in a housing crunch, I don't know what does. Maybe they should buy. Can yeah, I do a I know, but, for but, them? But in, in, in Toronto, you can't even buy with a hundred thousand dollars. True. Yeah, you know that j- j- your land transfer tax alone is probably fifty grand. Double. You yeah, know that. Double land So I get it. Like these guys, they're they're struggling trying to find a place, and they're uh, up against uh, competing against other people, and they're just missing it. Uh, I don't know if they're dealing with the realtor or they're just going on their own, going through you know the different sites, market uh, marketplace or Kijiji or whatever. Um, but I think if they deal with a reputable realtor out there, they'll have a better chance of getting a place because, um, you know, other realtors will say, okay, we know this guy, he's reputable, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and somebody can negotiate with you, but, but this is the problem we have. These people are, are ready to move into their parents' house to, to figure out and find a place. Um, I, it's, 
it, it's it is a real tough. thing. Yeah, it, like it, I, I have a friend right now who's trying to find a place for his daughter in university in the GTA to go and rent. Cannot find one. And he's telling me the applications that you got to fill out. He was saying like, Brian, they want to know my life goals. Yeah. <laughs> like a landlord basically oh, yeah. saying like, yeah. give me your name, address, SIN number, birthday. Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Like the, it is very, very picky right now. It, like it, it, it's tough. It's demand. tough. It's tough. But there's uh, one way to do this, but I know we're coming up uh, towards the end of the segment. We'll chat about that on the, after the uh, break. Yeah, we'll also tell you what this family is considering doing because it's uh, it's an interesting dilemma that uh, I think they and many other people are kind of faced with here in the province of Ontario. Uh, don't forget, for the hottest listings in town, you got to check out the website robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com and call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, to get your home sold at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. When we come back, more on this story, and we'll also get into instant homes, and are they really the new and next big thing in real estate? That and more on tap on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax's Skirtman Realty, the Golfie team. Check them out online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G. O-L-F-I.com. Call the Golfie team, the number one REMAX team in Canada at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Follow them on TikTok and Twitter. Give them a like on Facebook, Instagram, threads, a whole bunch of other social media sites. And if you are in the markets to buy a luxury home... Go to GolfieLuxury.com. Some awesome listings on that website, GolfieLuxury.com. Special guest today is Brian Hogman, the owner of Mission 35 Mortgages, online at Mission35.com. Just to put the wraps on this uh, story just north of Toronto, so again, a, a couple has to move out of their rental home in Aurora. They they don't qualify to buy a home in, where they want to live. They can't afford the rent, so they're being forced out of their rental unit. They had been paying about nineteen hundred dollars a month. It's being boosted to four grand. Can't afford that. That they're offering up to two years worth of rent up front. Still no takers. So they're deciding that one of the options they have is considering a move to Atlanta, where they have additional family there, because the homes there obviously are much cheaper. Um, really, a sad story all around. It is. It is. Now, the, the, partially this is, you know, the article in the paper, it says the government should really sh- should should uh, have tried to solve the, and build and sorry, how to build uh, more homes first before increasing the population growth because of the of the side effects that is uh, is happening. Yeah. Now, um, the one thing is like here. Here's one thing like there's HST on homes. Right. So let's say you buy eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house. Right. Yeah. There's about $100,000 in HST in that. And why don't they just get rid of that for the end user, for, for buying houses? That's one thing the government can do. And I don't, you know, like, I mean, we're so into giving money to different countries in this world. Why not reinvest and help people buy a house that makes it affordable? So get rid of the HST. Guess what? 
you got you got you, you take off one hundred fifty thousand off of every house that that goes up for sale. Yeah, because right the now. buyer that's paying for that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It it, it you know it it's this is going to be a, a a runway that it just doesn't end. Like it's going to be just. You well, if you, keep, if you keep immigration going right, and we have building permits that are less than people coming into the country yeah. and housing formation, it's uh, like I'm not a rocket scientist, no. but <laughs> yeah. the math doesn't equate. No, right? It so. doesn't. It doesn't. Instant Home, some of our listeners may have heard that from time to time. It is apparently, according to some, the next big thing in real estate. And for lack of a better term, these are homes that are not only trendy, but the new trend involved with Instant Homes is that they are fully furnished. These are being sold with everything from the furniture to bed sheets to an espresso maker. I mean, you name it, it's in these homes. Do you guys see this as being something huge down the line? I could see that for the higher end uh, market where they actually have virtual uh, staging. So they actually can put the furniture in and they, and you can pick the furniture. Say, hey, they sell this, you know, whatever piece of furniture. We'll put it in there and, and you get to buy the house with the furniture. I see that absolutely happening. More the higher end, it'll eventually go down in the lower end. A lot of people, when they go to... Uh, um, building sites and they see the uh, model home and it's all furnished that house usually ends up getting sold with all the furniture yeah. in it because yeah. people love it the way it was uh decorated with the with the window coverings and the and the furniture the dining room set and i know so many people end up buying those houses with all the furniture i love the idea that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. it's like you walk in all done i don't have to think i'm not a decorator yeah. I, and you know what? I, I loathe the idea of going to Ikea again oh, and shopping yeah. around. And Absolutely. Like that. Building the furniture. I know, I, oh, building it. I had to build a chair last night. You know? <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah. I truly, I'm all for it. And yeah. I think it's great because when people buy a house, they end up buying new furniture. Yep. Why not have the uh, stager or whatever the, uh, the, the, the consultant uh, put it all in and say, hey, we can give it to you just like this. You move in. That's it. You got to buy bed sheets. Now, that's will that. it, it will affect financing. We will have to back out. Oh yeah, yes, interior. Yes. Of course, you had to get into that. Yes, the finance. So just letting you know. You know, we might have to back out forty, fifty grand off of the purchase price in order to make sure we have to do a side agreement with those developers <laughs> now. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, we're going to get into, and this is a really important topic. Uh, affordable housing, just just housing supply in general, but based off of downtown office vacancy rates, because you look across the country and it's not only happening in places like Toronto and Vancouver, but certainly here in Hamilton, Edmonton, Montreal, downtown office spaces are being empty, are, are, are empty. And so there's a big thrust, there's a big push to maybe turn these into uh, housing units. Uh, we'll see what uh, Brian and Rob have to say on that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate show go to robgolfie.com that's rob g-o-l-f-i.com to get your house on the hottest website in town real estate related or call the number one remax team in canada that is the golfie team at 905-575-7700 905-575-7700 stay tuned more of the golfie real estate show hamilton edition next on 900 chml
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one last go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Online at robgolfie.com and call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, at 905-575-7700. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. And for an instant home estimate, go online to golfiehomevalue.com. That's golfiehomevalue.com. Our special guest today is Brian Hogman, the owner of Mission 35 Mortgages. Find them on the World Wide Web, mission 35 Com. So in places like Toronto and Vancouver and Montreal and certainly here in Hamilton, there is an office vacancy rate that has crept up and up and up since the start of the pandemic. More and more people, as you know, have been working at home. Uh, a lot of people are in hybrid mode when, you know, they're in a, a day or two in the office, but more or less they're at home more often than not. So there's a big push with the supply situation we're in to have more downtown office spaces converted to living spaces. Um, what's the holdup though? Because we have a lot of these spaces that have sat empty since 2020 or at least 2021, but they're not being converted. What What is the disconnect? It, it's probably zoning. It's the, it's the municipalities that are making things tough, just like they always do. They want to go through the whole rigmarole and make and drag it out. And you got entrepreneurs that own these buildings and developers and investors, and they want to get things rolling. We need more housing. They talk about it, but when it comes to doing it, boy, they drag their feet about it. And, and that's the sad thing about it. And, and I know in Edmonton and Calgary, they've, I think, started already converting. Now, now I'll tell you, business people, if they own these buildings, they can do it on a dime. They can get the plans. They can get everything done fast. Not like the way the government moves and they move in a crawl, slow pace where things take forever. So you got an entrepreneur or a developer or an investor that's going, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then you got the other guys, well, you got to wait for a hearing in six months. Then you wait for the next one in two months. And the other one, it just takes forever. And yeah. that's what's the problem here. And I think, too, a lot of these really great innovative ideas of transforming, you know, the commercial space into residential come from younger entrepreneurs a lot of times as well, too. And the younger entrepreneurs, they may not have the backing of capital like yeah. a lot of the other business people do. So not only does it take so long, like you're saying, Rob, but it's also they'll bleed out. You know what I mean? Because if you think that's going to get done in six to 12 months and it takes 18 or 24 months, and interest rates are so high, that high interest rate, and we keep upping the rates on that, it will also stifle development because your carrying costs are a lot more as well, too. So I think that hurts the young. I think that hurts that initiative as well, too. That's a good point. Let's talk about uh, immigration. Not only does Canada have a new housing minister that's going to look at the housing crunch, but immigration-wise, we know that half a million new immigrants are coming to this country each year uh, by 2025. That's about one and a half million over the next, you know, two, two plus years. That's going to put pressure on things like obviously supply of homes, the healthcare system. You know, big plus when it when it when you want to address a skilled labor shortage in this in this country, and obviously it's going to have a boom for the economy. But I can only imagine the supply scenario getting much worse in the years ahead. 
Oh, absolutely. And we're not matching the, the supply and demand. It's just nowhere near it. And uh, I just, I don't know how, how it's going to handle. They, they're bringing in for up until 2025, another two years. So there's going to be another million people coming in, yep. in in the next two years. And I, I know builders right now, they're... Well, a lot of them are pausing, right? And some of them are pausing. That's right. We're going we're gonna to delay the project for another six months, 12 mm-hmm. months. Because nobody's jumping at it, these, you know, expensive homes and everything. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to happen. They got hotels in Niagara Falls filled with refugees. And no, now those hotel owners are going, okay, we thought it was a short term. Like it's becoming longer than they expected. Like, right. like they're in the middle of the summer market right now and, and they can't even fill up their hotels with tourists. They're, they've got them all filled with uh, refugees. And then that bumps up the rental prices like we were talking That's about right. too, because yeah. now there's excess demand. So the supply hasn't gotten any bigger. So now those rental prices go up quite a bit as well too. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a sad story. It is. It really is. Yeah. And, and of note, you know, Canada's new housing and infrastructure minister was the immigration minister beforehand. So, you know, the, the, mm. the focus and the vision that that individual had and this government has is to let's bring in as many immigrants as possible. But still, the fact of the matter is, you know, this housing crunch, I think, is only going to get worse with more people. You're not going to be able to build enough homes in time to house all these people. No, it, it, by the time it's going to get from worse to really bad, it, it's going to be too late. And, uh, and then I think the economy is going to go through some some major, major problems. Yeah, it's interesting too, because what happens is, is, you know, if we're always trying to control inflation, this naturally produces an excess demand on housing, which pushes the price up, right? And then what ends up happening when the prices go up, the other sort of hammer that the government right. does, they change mortgage rules. We've seen over 50 mortgage rule changes since 2008, 50. Wow. So it's going to get increasingly more conservative. So now that means it's going to be tougher to buy a more expensive home. That's it. Sorry. Well, no, government. <laughs> how how much tougher can we make it for the the public out there? How yeah. much tougher can I we know, do it? I know. So sorry, do it now. Sorry yeah. to end on a downer, but that's uh, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rob, and thank you, Brian, for another outstanding show. And thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on nine hundred CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.